Hey, welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with Ben and Burke. Backed by popular demand, Yumi joins us to discuss various things that you might only see in Japan on this episode. Our conversation starts off innocent enough, covering items such as overpriced fruit and a hideous crime that was recently committed by an elderly woman who violated such fruit. But then our conversation quickly devolves into a discussion about monster size, shochu jugs, kitchen drunks, the appeal of maid cafes and hostess bars, push-up bras, new bras, if you can guess what those are, sexy versus cute Japanese idols, vending machines that used to sell illegal drugs, magic mushrooms, expectations about women in Japanese society, and much, much more. Be sure to listen to the very end of the episode to find out Yumi's very important question for us about women's underwear. And please remember to leave a rating for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Ich, ni, sang. We uh, what are we talking about today? We uh, I found a kind of an interesting article. Um, only in Japan things. I mean, we kind of spoke about surprising things in Japan or interesting facts about Japan. So we'll try not to include some of those stuff we've uh, already talked about. Hopefully, uh, this will be new for the listeners of our podcast. Mm. And uh, yeah, how, how about you, Burke? Have you, did you, could you think of any or find any things that were only, only in Japan? Well, the first thing I kind of wanted to mention, and、uh, it was kind of in this list of things that you found, was、uh, just about the fruit in Japan. And,、uh, you know, like this、uh, thing was talking about high end fruit or expensive fruit or even large, perfectly raised fruit. That's,、uh, you know, as big as half your face or something. And the,、uh, the reason I wanted to bring this out is because did you guys hear about that woman? Did you read see that news story about that woman that went and poked her finger into all of these、uh, expensive melons in Hokkaido?、Mm, yeah, I guess I read that in the news the other day. Yeah, right? That was in Kushiro.、Uh, yeah. yeah、so、and the melon was like, one melon costed like, how much was it? Well, actually, it wasn't quite on the really expensive side. I mean, each one was still over like 1,000 yen. They、yeah. said that、uh, she poked her finger into a total of 13 melons and the total, <laughs>、uh, the total value. Oh, I wish you. Yeah. <laughs> the value of all of the 13 combined was、uh, 14,000 yen, so Ichiman Yosan. Yeah. And,、uh, so why, why was she doing this? Why was she poking she's around? She's stressed out or something. It could be. Well, first of all, she's a 64 year old、uh, woman suspect, was still a suspect at this point.、Um, yeah. But yeah, it wasn't、uh, totally clear why she did this.、Uh, a lot of people kind of posted their own ideas online.、Mm. Uh, you know, one person speculated it might be some sort of kung fu combat <laughs> training. Uh, other people practicing her one <laughs> one inch punch, yeah, exactly. Uh, the touch of death. Um, let's see what else. One other people said it was,、uh, it was a bunch of good ideas on here. Maybe、right? she was missing her girlfriend, 
<laughs> well, that's the thing. Another person said, you know, nothing feels better than, uh, you know, a good finger in the melon. Um, <laughs> but uh, another person said, hey, man, she was probably just trying to see how uh, fresh the melons were. So, yeah, apparently nobody knows <laughs> exactly why she finger. might have done it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What, what, kind of, what kind of melon was it? Was it watermelon? Because watermelons are quite difficult to, well, a whole one anyway. Yes, no, watermelon is to only on summertime. Yeah. It must be a just melon. Yeah. <laughs> well, this just is a, a melon. Yeah, well, this was actually end of July, so this was kind of actually during the summertime. But uh, oh, it, it was yeah. the famous, uh, uh, what are they, like honeydew melons, the ones that like the are, U-body melon? Exactly, the ones that usually come out of U-body. Mm. Um, and there's actually a picture of these, like all these melons with a hole in the box, uh, <laughs> laying in the box and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I bring that up because, uh, everyone kind of talks about these really expensive, uh, melons from U-Body before, mm. um, or just the ones that are really expensive that you see in the grocery store all the time. And, um, I don't know, have you guys ever had these, uh, U-Body, uh, melons before that can cost sometimes up to like $60, $70 or yeah. e- even over Ichiman sometimes. Yeah. It Are does they- like, it is expensive. Usually like if you see that you buy the melon in the supermarket, it usually costs like more than 3000 yen for one melon. Is it, yeah. is it worth it? I mean, does it taste like a, some a piece of fruit that you should be paying 3000 yen for? Or does it just taste like any well, other fruit? What I notice about it, the you buy the melon is like, it's so sweet. You can't keep eating too sweet melon. But the thing is, the U-body melon is like, you can't keep eating it. Oh, it's really? sweet, but like, it's kind of like, it's hard to explain it. Like sickly or something? Mm, you don't feel that way. It's the same with kind of eating like Kobe beef, right? You can only eat a little bit of it. You can eat like a whole like 100 grams mm. worth, like a regular kind of sirloin steak, that mm. kind of style, you mean? But it, Not you, really. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, aren't you saying you can, you can eat like a lot of them without, mm. without getting sick, right? Right, exactly. That's uh. what I'm saying. Oh, you can. You yes, can. You can. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I thought you said can't. I thought you said can't. <laughs> Not baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing that it reminded me of, uh, this is kind of also a public service an- announcement, um, because the only time I've had like these expensive melons before is mm. when we ordered them uh, through Furosato Noze, oh. the uh, hometown tax donation project that's coming up. And I bring this up because it's November, so there's only about a month left in this year. So anyone who's thinking thinking about doing Furosato Noze, uh, you have mm. one month left to do it. Uh, we were actually thinking about that, yeah, doing a Furosato Noze, yeah. um, maybe some... Some Japanese meat, um, but Burke, you said you were going to go for the the melons <laughs> for the food of Satan Nose. I'm all always all about the melons, man. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, by the way, like, what do your uh, what does your wife usually cook for the New Year's Eve? For New Year's Eve, yeah. Uh, well, to be honest, like most of the time, we haven't been in Japan for uh, New Year's Eve before. Oh, okay. So, and when we have been, we've gone to her parents' house. Oh, uh, I see. And so her mother like prepared. What does she prepare? Not really osechi type of stuff, but mm. just like I don't know, a big variety of stuff: chicken, 
uh, some traditional Japan, Japanese food. We have do we have the soba and stuff.、Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, because、um, it's kind of like a big dinner that we have for the New Year's Eve in, especially in Hokkaido area. So kind of like it's a tradition that we eat crab、oh, for、yeah. New Year's Eve. Have I, you ever heard of that? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think is crab part of osechi or no? No, just a crab, bunch of like a big bowl of a cr- crab we eat. And、uh, yeah, I think we have. But、uh, are、yeah. you saying that's like a Hokkaido thing, or is that like all Japan thing? I think it's Hokkaido thing. I don't really know actually. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, like, funny thing is about like Hokkaido is Hokkaido is well known as like a seafood, right? It's、mm. famous for the seafood. But we don't really eat like crab apart so, from New Year's Eve. Oh, really? So it's, yeah. So so like a big bowl of crab, crab legs、yeah. is like.、Uh, That's the only time we eat crab, but all the other part of Japan, Japanese people think we eat crab whole time, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> kind kind of the same way how a lot of foreigners think that Japanese people eat sushi every day, like people they, in around Japan.、Way? Yeah, a lot of a lot of people do. Yeah, really. Well, not maybe not every day, but. They, we eat it, that Japanese people eat it often,、hmm. yeah. Whereas、hmm. most Japanese people don't eat it that often, no. right? No. You mean you guys have crab、oh. every year? Yeah, only in only on New Year's Eve because my daughter loves it.、Hmm. How do you usually prepare it? It's just like boiled. We crab just、legs? order it from like online shop and get it and defrost it, and we just、uh, go to crack the shell、hmm. and eat it. And then it's like it's funny things, but like、uh, for men, they are expected to be good at cracking a sh- crab shell. Right, like cutting it up. It's like a yeah, it. it's like a man's job. <laughs> and if they suck at doing it, like we kind of like disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ben? Any?、Uh, what was、uh, something on this list, or that you thought of, that's、uh, only in Japan type of thing?、Uh, for me, one that I thought of that wasn't on the list, but I see all the time in、uh, supermarkets, and I'm completely astonished by it. Is when you see like the giant plastic liter bottles of sake, like the <laughs> the big man. How big are they? They're like four or five liters, right? And they cost a thousand yen or something, or two thousand yen. It's like ridiculously cheap, and I'm just thinking, like, who is going to buy that?、Um, and Yumi said it's either losers or、uh, alcoholics that are going to buy it. Yeah, and I remember she was saying to me earlier actually that、um, what is that? There's this thing in Japan called a、uh, what is it? Drink drinking wives, kitchen wives, kitchen drunkers, kitchen drunkers.、Yeah. Kitchen drinkers. Can you explain that, Yumi? What a kitchen drinker is? Kitchen drinker, I think it's only for the women, like、uh, housewives. They just keep drinking in the kitchen, like when they're cooking or when they're not cooking, they still drinks in the kitchen. They kind of like hiding, hiding, and then drinking alcohol because. <laughs> I don't know. They're stressed out or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that you have you ever heard that phrase before in the in the US. I've never heard kitchen drinker. I'm sure there are kitchen drinkers, but、yeah. it's funny that you bring that up because I think like、mm. the very first girl、mm. that I went on a date with 
in Japan, like a real、mm. date date.、Um, we kind of hung out for a while, and then, like,、mm. after a while, she kind of invited me、uh, to her place to have、yeah. dinner. But she was still living at home, actually,、mm-hmm. uh, like many people do. And、uh, so I went over there. Uh, kind of had dinner,、uh, not with their family. We kind of, uh, ate, uh, her mom prepared everything and、mm-hmm. then we ate separately. But she、yeah. was saying that, yeah, because we were talking about drinking and stuff. And I was like, oh, do、mm-hmm. your parents drink, blah, blah, blah. And she was saying, yeah, my mom's like a really heavy drinker. Like、uh. sometimes she'll even drink like,、uh, cooking sake. Right. Like for Dori. Like, yeah, I've heard that. Why she's like sitting there cooking and then she'll just like take、yeah. a swig of the bottle for the, <laughs> the cooking sake. And I'm like, is that normal?、Yeah. She's like, yeah, a lot, a lot of women might do that sometimes. And so she, that、yeah. definitely sounds、it's、like a kitchen drink. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because like I, I didn't drink at home at all before, like before I gave a birth to my daughter. And since I became a mom, like, I, can't, I couldn't go out anytime I want. And I basically, my ex husband was so busy the whole time and he was taking a little business trip the whole time. So I was just with my baby the whole time by myself. So, like, yeah, I got no one else to talk to, just, you know, taking care of my baby. And it was the first time, so stressed out, and I couldn't go out and start drinking at home again. Was、yeah. It kitchen, I, kitchen drinking, you mean? Yeah, yeah, kitchen like, drinking,、right? kitchen drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you were one of those kitchen drinkers for about, what, like six years or something? No, two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about now? Do you drink at home now or what? Yeah, I just had like a couple of glasses of wine at、mm. home. That's it, I guess. So during those two years when you were a kitchen drinker,、mm. how much were you drinking? I don't even remember because I, my、uh, marriage life was falling apart and I was very stressed out of taking care of baby for the first time. And yeah, and then I was kind of mentally not kind of ill or something. So I just kept drinking and I was like drunk, like during the night times, basically. And then you'd have a hangover the next day and then just kind of. Carry on, keep on drinking. No. No. No, I didn't have a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were still drunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just guess so. Two years of being drunk. Well,、yeah. the, the other thing is, though, those,、uh, Ben, those big uh, uh, sake, like, I don't know what you'd call them, even like double gallon gallons of、yeah. sake or something.、Yeah. I will say that the only time I've seen those besides the、uh, supermarket、mm. is、uh, actually like. Uh, when I first came to Japan, all of my Japanese relatives used to get together at New Year's Eve at,、um, at uh, or not New Year's, yeah, New Year's Eve at my grandparents' place. And、uh, my grandfather actually used to drink、uh, from one of those like large、uh, containers of sake. So that's the only other time. Like, yeah, somebody was filling his cup and they pulled out one of those large jugs. And I was like, oh my gosh, man, somebody actually does drink those, you know? So. <laughs> But、that was the only time I've ever seen it before. So maybe, maybe older people in Japan. Yeah, I guess so. Like, you know, every time I see those people who buy those drinks, big bottle of drinks, it's usually like who are in like 70s or 60s older people, I guess. 
Well, maybe they've become alcoholics by that point in their life or something. <laughs> and and it's a good money saver too, I guess. You know, like if it's a thousand yen or two thousand yen. <laughs> but um, yeah, but they could, you know, mix the drink. They're, they're probably not just drinking well, I, it straight. That reminds are they? me, they're only what thing? What's the topic of this today? Only in Japan. Only in Japan. Like that reminds me that like these days that that we call that there's a kind of drink that we call too high. Mm. You know, can you explain that in English? How, what is true high in English anyway? It's it's kind of a cocktail, right? Yeah. Right, like a weak cocktail with a shochu and some kind of like sweet juice or something, <laughs> like lemon <laughs> lemon flavored yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very common in Japan, and it's so cheap, cheaper than getting a beer. So it's becoming very popular in Japan even more than before because. These days, they have really strong chew height in the supermarket. Like, it's like it was, 10%. Yeah, it's, called, it's called strong. Yeah, right? 11% of chew high. 11% of alcohol. <laughs> basically the same as like wine. So, and it's cheaper. It's like 100 yen, 100 yen. And really easy to drink too. So yeah. you can get drunk pretty quick on like one or two cans. Yeah, right? so people trying to save the money and and then... <laughs> They get too high, strong, too high, and then they can get drunk so easily and then quickly and then cheaper, <laughs> and it becoming really popular these days. <laughs> and a lot is that of that saying about society, though, you know, but people just want to get drunk quicker and, and faster. And a lot of doctors says like they 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 warn pe they warning people like you know that that because of that people can get easily become alcoholic from that. I'll so, be honest. Uh, mm. All this talk about this chew high right now is kind of making me want to get one uh, for this <laughs> evening. <laughs> Moving on, though, to the next one. And uh, this is just like such a uh, common topic in Japan. But I don't know, Ben, if you have any experience with these. I don't. Uh, but since we have Yumi on today, I kind of wanted to ask about it. But made cafes, uh, these made cafes, to be honest, I don't really understand the appeal of maid cafes too much because if you have like a hostess bar or something, like I just kind of wonder why people would want to go to a maid cafe um, where mm. these women kind of, well, not even women, like young girls usually, not young girls, but like, I don't know, college age girls or whatever dress up in uh, maid uniforms, kind of like Lolita type uniforms, maybe even high school girls working part time. I don't know. You mean you don't, you don't see the appeal of that? Well, if you could talk to maybe like a slightly older, kind of more skilled at conversation uh, person at a hostess bar, like, yeah, I don't really understand why you would go to a maid cafe. Mm. Um, also, I, I think the maid cafes, I think they're the main kind of clients are uh, younger kids as well, like university age, maybe you think? men in their 20s, I, I assume. So. I guess it's just because of that, like, uh, for um, a lot of Japanese men, the definition of uh, woman, ideal woman that they feel attracted to is different from other countries. Like, when you see the Japanese idol, they're wearing, like, a high school's uniform, and they look younger, right? Like, they look all young and, like, innocent and cute and uh, i think 
a lot of Japanese guy likes that, right? But when you go to the hostess bar, they all dressed up sexy, you know. They wear the like the、uh, how do you call that bra? It's like a fake bra that you can just、uh, push up bra. Yeah, push up bra. They wear the push up bra, new bra, and then they just put on a lot of makeup. Hold on, what's a, what's a, what's a new bra? <laughs> new bra. <laughs> It's a bra that you can actually like stick it on your boobs. And then, and then taste. You know, it feels like the real boobs when you touch it, but it's like a very sticky. You can stick on your boobs and then make it look like your boobs got bigger or something. And then they wear the new bra, and then above it they wear the regular bra. So their boobs looks way bigger than actual bra. Now, when I was younger, I used to wear that, but now I realize that as I get older, I realize that like. It could disappoint a man when actually see how their boobs are smaller than, <laughs> you know, when they see them for the first time, and it's like it's so disappointing, right?、Mm. So, do you think like all the girls in the maid cafes, just like the hostesses, they're wearing these、uh, triple bras? I don't know about the maid cafe, <laughs> but like in hostess bar, yeah, most of them wear them.、Mm. Yeah, and are men disappointed? When they see the real thing, I think so. Like, yeah, I think as I get older, I feel like that's kind of like embarrassing. Like, if you fake your bra size, and then actually when they see it, and if they get disappointed, it's kind of like embarrassing, right? I guess I don't know to, <laughs> for a woman. <laughs> we're gonna have to get a yeah. I'd I'd, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, just.、Uh... But then, if you're a hostess, the the customer shouldn't be able to really get that far to find out your true right. measurements, right? Right. But if you meet someone, like in a bar or something,、um, and they look completely different、uh, the next morning, then yeah, you'd probably be a bit shocked. <laughs> It's like a photoshopped photo, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When you actually see that person, like, look totally different. Yeah, or like a like a Tinder profile. You know、right. how people look different、right. when you see them face to face. Well, going back to the maid cafes, so you were kind of saying that maybe like Japanese men、uh, or men in Japan are kind of attracted to that very young、uh, mm-hmm. looking female and stuff. Naive and innocent. Yeah. Younger and cute. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> I was funny, like a really weird, but I guess a lot of Japanese guy like that kind of girl. Why? Why do you think that? Why do you think they? Because like look、that? at the look at the look at the music scene in Japan. Like all these like idols look like high school kids. Are、uh, they on the top ranking of the music scene? But are you talking、no. about like AK AK? What is it? AKB. AKB. Yeah, and stuff like. Are you talking about like、uh, the type of groups that attract otaku, or do you mean just like in general?、Um, in general, pop idols in general. and stuff.、Hmm. Yeah, in in general. I guess so. Yeah. Don't you think?、Mm. I mean, there's not many kind of sexy artists, right? Musicians. Mm. Mm. Or, or they don't dress in that kind of fashion anyway.、Mm. Like, as when you look at Korean pop, it's like the opposite of、right. Japanese pop. Right. I remember I had a Korean friends, and then like when I visited Korea, and then like one of the 
Korean. I, I, I don't remember. It was a guy or girl because there were a lot of people there. And then this person asked me, like, why do Japanese people like trying to be cute, not sexy? And then at that point, until that point, I never thought about it. And I was like, oh, that kind of made me think that, like, yeah, like, usually, like, Japanese people likes being cute, likes having, like, a cute stuff. And even, like, they like talking cute. You know, like, the couples, you see that in a street on, the, like, the public places often, like, there's a couple and these girls... They look like they're in like 20s or maybe like early 30s and they speak really weirdly, like cute, like a cartoon voice. They speak like that. And then like this boyfriend looks completely fine with it. And then I find it always weird and like, it's not that her real voice and it's like, she's faking it whole time and it's like, why do you even like the girls like that? And she's talking like weirdly and it's so weird. There, there's a word for that, right? For that kind of person. No. no I, me- I remember you told me before. Ah, buriko. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's a little bit different. Buriko. Buriko. Yeah. That's a word for the girl who um, act, com- act completely different in front of girls and men. Yeah, so kind of exactly what you're describing. Like when they're with their boyfriends or they're on a date, yeah. they're acting all cute and no, dumb. They, they, they sound so weird. Right, so they're putting this on. But mm. when they're with their female friends, mm. they don't talk like that. No. Right, <laughs> so that's the same thing, right? The, the booty call. Maybe, no, yeah. Booty call, yeah, booty I call. Guess that. Yeah. 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 And do you know, do you actually know anyone like that? You mean like any. No, not, not, not friends or not pe- in have a you real life. Someone? Not in a real life, but I've I've seen that kind of girl often in like a subway or in a cafe, and I always kind of like you know observe them like what they talk about. They talk about nothing basically, though. There kind of used like, to be some like uh, sexy pop idols and stuff. Like uh, who is there? Like uh, Namie Amuro. And stuff. She was kind of like the original yep. Britney Spears because she was first mm-hmm. popular like back in around the two thousand. She's now supposedly retired or whatever. Um, yeah. Who else was there? It was kind of like Kodakumi. Was she considered sexy or no? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but that was like during the, the Garu trend. That, yeah, that fashion like twenty time. years ago. They kind of started that, didn't they? Those girls, those pop idols. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's not they're not they're not like they were very huge impact. They had a huge impact twenty years ago. But now, I think like a cute idol is way more popular in Japan. Mm. Mm. Is there anybody who kind of represents the sexy idol group right now? Sexy idol group. I don't know any. Well, there was a new one that came out. I remember on TV. I can't remember their name though, but they look like a, a Korean. Right. That That's, might be it. That might be it. Yeah. idol group was produced by like a Korean producer. So they, they're basically mimicking Korean, Korean idols. I guess so. So they look, they, you know, kind of wear mini skirts and high heels, uh, very leggy. But they, yeah, they're a Japanese group. And I think they're pretty popular, aren't they? Or maybe not as popular as I the cute groups. I think they're really popular now, yeah, I think. So maybe it's going to change. Maybe J-pop is going to 
change to uh, sexy girls instead of cute Maybe. girls. I yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of cute, kind of uh, the next thing that was on this list that I kind of related to, uh, and it goes back to kind of this cute culture in Japan, is these construction, uh, like construction safety objects, I guess you'd call them, that are kind of like Hello Kitty. You see them oh, around yeah. town, or else you see like, like traffic cones. Yeah, or like animals. Like frogs. Like. Yeah, frogs and stuff. <laughs> um, I don't think you'd see those in the U.S. If you did, uh, there probably wouldn't be too many left because I think people <laughs> would start stealing them. Or like, yeah, that'd make great beer trophies for sure. <laughs> beer trophy. What exactly is a beer trophy? Uh, when you're drunk and you uh, you go around stealing stuff <laughs> that you know usually like public property um for example when i was at university we'd steal like empty beer kegs or something from a from the local bar or um you know when there's a, a car dealership on the roof they'll have like the car price so the car price kind of tag which is like a plastic made out of plastic usually so we'd steal one of those and make it into like a, a table with the, the keg as the base so that was quite a good beer trophy so basically anything like really kind of difficult to get home as well. So one of my one of my housemates, I don't know how, but he managed to get into the building a four meter long drain pipe. <laughs> so that was quite a good beer trophy. But we still couldn't figure out how he got it into the apartment because we couldn't get it back out. <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that was a that was an impressive one. <laughs> so these uh, Hello Kitty and frogs and little construction safety cones that you would see around, uh, nice beer trophy. Yeah, they would make great beer trophies. Yeah, to decorate, uh, you know, a living room or a bedroom or something. And well, you know what? Like the 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 topic that we were talking about like earlier about like Japanese company have like a weird questionnaire and they're shop like a restaurant and bars and like a cell phone shop right is, is this an only in, in japan thing because we were talking about it earlier that um yeah questionnaires that companies make you take or they advise you to take to uh to find out you know how to rate their service so like a as you said like a mobile phone shop so if you get a new phone at the end of the contract signing, they'll say, can you fill in this questionnaire um, about how my service was? I think that might be an early in Japan thing. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if uh, they really have that too much. In the, I mean, they definitely do have, like, short surveys, but I don't think, I mean, you know, they have, like, suggestion boxes. You'll see, like, obviously at hotels and stuff, like, how can we make our service better mm. or something? But right. it's not as regular as it is in Japan, like, uh, I'm trying to remember, like, we bought some furniture lately, or just like uh, Yumi was saying, and you got, uh, mm. you were all saying about the uh, cell phone service and stuff. Mm. Um, it's almost like as soon as you get home, mm. uh, you'll get... You get a mail, right? Yeah, email. you'll get an email asking yeah. you to, like, let them know how their service was and stuff. And right. it's, it's a little freaky, because it's like... It, yes, it is. It's like, man, I just got finished uh, being at the store, and all of a sudden they're already tracking me and trying to get information yeah. from me, yeah. Do you usually oh. part do you usually uh, cooperate with those? You no, mean? no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> because uh, like there's a one time that when I went to like a cell phone shop like long time ago, and this girl, this staff, 
And she, uh, when I left the shop, she asked me to、uh, evaluate her. Really good. Otherwise, she's gonna lose her job or something. She said something like that, and I was like, I kind of, I was just like, kind of shocked to hear that. And I'm like, wow. It's humble, but I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> she probably got fired. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of like services in、uh, like a fast food restaurant. You know, like in Japan, they usually like. Really nice. The stuff in a fast food restaurant like McDonald's, they speak really polite, and their service is really nice. But I remember when I was in America in New York, they were like, I was so shocked, like how rude the McDonald's staff treat me. Like they were like, we are lined up in the McDonald's, and they were like, next, <laughs> <laughs> next, and they were like. <laughs> They don't say anything, and when I order something, and they they don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, and they were like, "What do you want them to say?" Stay or to go, stay or to go. That's what they say. <laughs> and I was so shocked, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So like, yeah, it's so different. So you just went back to the hotel and cried for a couple hours or something. No, I I I was living there, so like, yeah, I I just eventually get used to it, <laughs> but. First time I saw that, I was kind of shocked. I mean, I, to be honest, I love that because, like, just like you said, especially McDonald's. There's usually like a lot of middle-aged women that are working there, plus the younger、mm. staff, and they're like keeping everything running really smoothly、uh, during、right. the lunch rushes and stuff. But、Man. you know what? That politeness actually, like, it's it、uh, puts a lot of like foreigners, especially people who haven't been in、mm. Japan that long. Kind of puts them in a difficult position because they're sitting there. They'll use like all this polite Japanese to talk to you, and they'll、right. ask you all these additional questions. You know, they're trying you to say that earlier, right? Did I? I don't know if no. I, I mean, like the Ben Ben said something. Oh yeah, yeah.、Um, yeah, like this morning.、Um, I don't know if you've experienced this before, but but you know when you get like parcels delivered, and、um, this guy today, the delivery man, was kind of overly enthusiastic. With his politeness, <laughs> expressing a huge amount of you know joy when giving me the passport, it was just like you know his、uh, or the package, you know just kept saying, "Oh, you're going to get your mask for like everything, you know. Oh, please sign here. You're going to get your mask." And was like bowing like really deep all the time, but also with like a giant smile on his face, like he was loving his job, you know. And then because our our apartment is kind of like on the on the second floor,、um, he I guess he ran. So when he like answered the door, he was like panting as well, kind of <laughs> expressing that he's he's trying really hard to get me this delivery, but also delivering it in a very happy way. <laughs> and I've never experienced this before, and it, it was kind of you know a bit thrown away by it.、Um, and I wanted to just tend to calm down, but I was just saying it in my head because you know that's probably just the way he does things. But I think he he might have been a new delivery guy because usually the delivery guy is kind of the the same person. But yeah, this this、uh, yeah, I was in, I was impressed with his、uh, enthusiasm well, for, for the job. Now that you bring that up, Yumi, I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, but、uh, answer、yeah. to this or not. But like some of those、uh, delivery companies, like I think Sagawa or something, I think they're like required to run like all the time when they're not like sitting and driving because like Is they're just、uh, pulling over their truck like on the street. 
Yeah, but then they like jump out of the truck. They run around to the back to get something yeah, out. They always do that. Or else, and then they'll like run in the building. And I, I don't know uh. if it's like they're like they're just trying to keep their schedule and finish delivering all their packages. Or I think they're told like during training, you know, you have uh, to. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Look busy and run because I, you know, there's was somebody at our uh, jujitsu hmm. gym that hmm. uh, was like one of the top guys, and then hmm. he stopped coming for a while, and uh, hmm. you know they were asking them. Uh, about that and uh, they said it's because he started working on these delivery jobs and he was like so tired all the time and i think it's because he had to like run around all the time i don't know <laughs> it's like a when it, we have that culture like a running culture make them making themselves look like we're just doing our best we're just working so hard like <laughs> exactly right yeah Running culture, <laughs> <laughs> even in the office and stuff, always, yeah, always yeah. look busy. A L B, yeah, always yeah, look yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to like a, a another one of these only in Japan though, uh, vending machines. I think we've kind of talked about these a little bit sometimes. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Obviously, in Japan, they have all sorts of vending machines, like even ramen, serve hot meals, ramen vending machines, ice cream vending machines, mm. all sorts of, uh, and notorious uh, in Tokyo, I don't know if they still have them or not, Like, but the uh, panty machines and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That reminds me. They used to be like, uh, li- they used to be a vending machine that sells legal uh, drug. Oh, really? Like what? Back then. Like, uh, I don't know the name of it, but, like, they used to have, like, legal drug. Like, kind of like legal highs? What is that? That's, you know, just, like, something that makes you high that's legal. Maybe um, something yeah, you it's not, sniff. I don't know what it calls, but, like, it's not, like, like illegal drug or anything. But now it's, it, it, those things became all illegal because like 10 years ago there was like incident like this guy got so high from this legal drugs and they and he trying to attack or some someone or something and then just like since then they changed the law and those legal drug turned into illegal since then we don't see that vending machine anymore but, but when i was younger it's like we see that often did you ever try any at no. that time? No. no. Well, that kind of sounds like <clears throat> maybe some sort of, I don't know, caffeine or something or whatever. But it, it, that reminds me uh, a little bit before I got to Japan, but uh, like magic mushrooms, those were like, you know, psychedelic uh, mushrooms, psilocybin were like legal in Japan yeah. up until like early 2000s or something. Yumi, do you remember mm-hmm. when that was? And like, I mean. Yeah. It, like if you go to the bar, like you can get it like easily. And as a, when I was younger, it's like when twenty years ago, it's like there's always like a sh- kind of like a shady foreign dudes like selling drug like, like, like openly. Like when I was in the club, when I was really young, and those like shady foreign dudes came up to me like, "Hey, do you want to do you, do you want to get something?" And I was like, "No, thank you." And it's so often you see those kind of guy like often. We don't see that kind of guy anymore. They've all been kicked out of At Japan. All. 
Probably. <laughs> but these, yeah, or they're in jail, right? <laughs> but I mean, when you say like you could get magic mushrooms at um, at bars, was it like any kind of bar, or was it like a specific type of bar? No, there's a one bar that I used to go often when I was younger, and they always have like party, some kind of party that they have like a magic mushroom curry party. <laughs> we eat all the well, this Indian guy, I don't know where he, but like he got this magic mushroom and he cooked the curry for everybody and just put a lot of magic mushrooms in it and just people eat it and they get high and it's, it's, it was kind of like. Common thing, hmm. man. It sounds so much fun back then. Yeah, I it was. I think that like, was like what twenty years ago or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's like in twenty your 20s. years ago. It was fun, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's something you could say it was like only in Japan, but now it's not in Japan. But it's actually like uh, I think there's some states in the U.S. now that have just legalized uh, mushrooms recreationally mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, anyways, wow. kind of reminded me of that. Uh, yeah. Ben, are you mean you guys got anything else here? Only in Japan. Uh, there's there's one that I kind of found uh, whilst researching, not on this uh, article that I was reading, but um, when you buy a car, you have to prove you have a parking spot. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. That's only in Japan, right? Is it? Yeah. Because, you know, well, so if you have one parking spot, can you buy two cars? I don't think so. So it has to be like one spot per car. <laughs> Never owned two cars before, but I remember like it, it was really detailed. Uh, the like application form for your parking space uh, to be able to prove that you did have a parking spot. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, at the time, I didn't know if that was like uh, like city specific thing for Sapporo because maybe there's like limited parking within a big city, so they want to make sure you have a parking spot. I don't even know what the reason is why they had that or if it's all across Japan or not. But that is a really Mm. strange thing. And I had completely forgotten about that. Mm. I guess it would, I guess it's kind of a good idea because, you know, for the environment and pollution, because you don't have too many cars. You know, you don't want to have like more cars than a household needs. So if they don't have a parking spot, then maybe they shouldn't really have a car. I don't know. What do you think about that, Yumi? Um, sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, every pe- if there's no parking spot what? that you know if people don't have a parking spot, <laughs> then they shouldn't have a car? I'm still not listening. Do you, what do you mean you're not listening? <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, like only that. What's the topic of this today? Only in Japan. Only in Japan. There's so many. So much more important things to discuss about, like for the woman's right, you know, we're so underrated. Like we have always have to be like, we always have to, you know, we always expect it to be perfect mom, perfect woman. And it's so tiring. I don't think that's only in Japan, though, is no, it? No, it's so tiring, especially when it's become, when it comes down to being a perfect mom. It's too much. Like, if we hire, like, a babysitter, for example, like, people think I'm a fucking loser or something. Like, I'm not qualified. Why, why are there no babysitters in Japan? That, that, that's actually a good point and a big complaint of mine. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. It, to me, People think, like, the, this mom, if you ask the babysitter, 
to take care of the baby. People think like, you know, you're not good enough or like you're just neglecting, being neglected or something, you know? I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'll see a lot of friends, like, in the U.S. and stuff post, like, hey, date night with my wife or my husband, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, we went out and, you know, got the babysitter or whatever. Uh, I mean, usually if we want to do something like that, we've got to ask my wife's uh, mother to help out and watch the kid or something, kids, you know. Uh, I I mean, in some places, I know there are babysitters. Like, uh, my brother, when he was in Tokyo, they used to have babysitters. But but to be honest, it was, like, only... uh, um, you know, like maybe Filipino women or something that were mm. working in Tokyo, mm. uh, for that specifically, or like housework and stuff. Mm. Um, you know, in the U.S., like high school age girls or whatever, uh, to right. make extra I see money. That often in movies. Yeah, right. Mm. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's not common in Japan not at all. Not at all. Like maybe that's the reason why the housewife became uh, turned into be a kitchen drunker <laughs> because we stressed out because they, you know, the husband. Well, they they overworking basically. They come home really late, and then the housewife get really tired of taking care of the baby by herself. And then when the, their husbands came home, he's so tired too to talk about how their day was, and then like this. You know, the how the mom the mom don't know what to do with her stress and then the frustration that she feels and then turn into a kitchen drunker <laughs> because they always constantly feeling like the pressure of being a perfect mom like taking care of the baby perfectly and then you know taking care of the house like keep it clean cook enough cook well and then it's, it's too much. Yeah, it's a twenty-four hour job, isn't it? Yeah. Being a being a housewife, yeah. especially with children. Yeah, have you got any more, Yumi? Got any more only in Japan things? Only in Japan. Hmm. Well, there's so many more, but like Do you have one more? I think one we're more. kind of coming up to that time, so okay. this will probably be the one last more. one. Hmm. That could be one more. Unless Burke, you got one more? I'm I'm waiting to hear you, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> it, it's funny, it's stupid, but like you know, do you guys get turned off if, like, you see the girls who you know have sex for the first time, and then when you like undressed her, like when you see her wearing like a different kinds of bra and panties. <laughs> Because you know what? A lot of Japanese guys said that they get turned off to see like the girls wearing like a different color of bride and panty. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Is that really important? You mean it's not matching? Yeah, it's not matching. And then they get turned off by that. Oh. And I was like, isn't it too much? Yeah. Yeah, I've, but for me, it wouldn't Does make it a difference. To you? No, not at all. Right. Like, I wouldn't even think about that. No. Even, I probably wouldn't even notice it. What about you, Burke? Man, I totally agree with that. And that's why <laughs> when I was younger... Okay, agree with I what? Going, like a matching matching underwear? Well, let me just say, when I was younger and I was going out on these important dates where maybe I was mm-hmm. hoping something may happen, I always put yeah. on my best pair of underwear uh, before <laughs> I went out on that date. Oh, that's you cute. Know. Dennis the Menace? You know, so, yeah, exactly. I always wore my Dennis the Menace underwear uh, for that important date. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think people can kind of, not always, you know, I can, you can uh-huh. kind of loosen up a little bit as you get to know each other, but come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, how, how about on the flip side then, Yumi? Like, if you saw a guy, um, and you know he stripped down to his underwear and he was wearing like really ugly uh, pair of boxer shorts, for example, maybe with holes in them, even. How would you feel about that? I'll probably get a little bit turned off by that. <laughs> <laughs> But why? Why? Why should that matter, though? I mean, because it's underwear and it's going to come off anyway, and you're probably not going to see it. <laughs> If what he has underneath it is good, well, I guess it's okay. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> well, I, I'm just kidding. I, I'm honestly not that picky oh, about that stuff. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Are you guys going to cut this? Off from the podcast, we might <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But we are we are kind of coming up to that time, unless uh, there, we are unless there's something else that uh, Yumi needs to comment about that. But if not, <laughs> uh, we can save that one for the next uh, next time you join us. Always a popular mm. guest, so thank you for coming on this time as well. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Yumi. It's always fun to have you on, and I'm sure um, a lot of the the listeners would be very happy too. We had a, a, quite a few requests for you to come on again, so I think uh, yeah, there'll be some happy people today. Mm. So uh, yeah, um, if you enjoy the show, everyone, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. But also, you can also donate to the show, the podcast, using our was it Buy Me a Coffee, right, Berg? Buy Me a Coffee link. Yes, there's a Buy Me a Coffee link. Even though I don't really like coffee, so you could buy Berg a coffee <laughs> instead for five dollars. I'll have a sip, maybe. If you buy me a coffee, I'll buy Ben a tea. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you uh, want to sponsor us uh, by that way, also uh, yeah, buy Burka coffee. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Rusutsu Lodges, which are open all year round. They're located just five minutes away from the main Rusutsu ski resort gondola. There are Japanese Western and apartment-style rooms with breakfast packages available. There's also a Sento, which is a public bath, two convenience stores less than a minute walk away, ski room and tune-up tables, free pickup available from the bus stop. Plenty of free parking, and with the ski and snowboard season coming up very, very soon, why not consider a nice stay at the Rusutsu Lodges as you enjoy Rusutsu, one of the best ski resorts in Japan.